Welcome to your daily cup of true crime in 15 minutes or less from Hot Crime Cold Coffee. Listener discretion advised due to sensitive material and some violence. These daily episodes are brought to you Monday through Friday in addition to our regular weekly episodes that you can find on Wednesdays and Fridays. Happy Monday! Today is September 19th and Friday's true crime trivia question was in which case did they first use genealogical DNA to identify the suspect? And the answer is the case of the Golden State Killer. The Golden State Killer has been the subject of many documentaries and podcasts, including HBO's hit series, All Be Gone in the Dark. And he was identified as Joseph James D'Angelo who committed at least 13 murders, 51 rapes, and 120 burglaries across California between 1974 and 1986. At one time, they thought that it was two or three different killers or suspects And then they got this crazy thought to use genealogical DNA. And they started researching that back in 2016, right? Taking someone's DNA they couldn't find in any database and hoping to find a match through genealogy, which is basically your family background through your family tree. And they were finally able to identify him in 2018 based upon the DNA evidence. Well, once they were able to identify him, they realized that he had committed way more murders and rapes than what they initially thought and that it was all the same person. Genealogical DNA has become more and more common in identifying victims and killers, especially in cold cases, but they've also used it to identify Jane and John Doe's that, again, cold cases, victims that have been gone 20, 30, 40, even 50 years to bring closure to their families. Today's true crime trivia question is which serial killer dressed up as a clown to entertain children? And you'll have your answer on that one tomorrow. Today in true crime history is when the Unabomber's manifesto was originally published in the Washington Post and the New York Times. Ted Kaczynski wrote up this huge, it's pretty much a novel of why he was sending these bombs and it was called industrial society and its future and basically it was all of his rantings and opinions and writings of what industry and technology 
was creating and that it was all bad. Initially, he had requested them to publish it and they weren't willing to. Hustler agreed to publish it, but Ted Kaczynski declined and he gave the Washington Post and the New York Times an ultimatum that he would stop bombing if they would publish it. So they did. And a little known fact, the reason why he's called the Unabomber is that the original case identifier was U-N-A-B-O-M, Unabom, which stands for University and Airline Bomber. And the media just started calling him the Unabomber. I thought that was an interesting little tidbit. For true crime headlines, last week on Thursday, and I'm not sure how I missed this, Alan Lee Phillips, 71, was convicted by a jury of multiple counts, including two counts of murder in the cold cases of Annette Schnee and Bobby Joe Oberholzer. So back in January of 1982, what investigators believe to have happened is that both of those women on separate occasions were hitchhiking. He kidnapped them and murdered them, but their cases remained cold until they were finally able to identify him using genealogical DNA. So that's two more cases that were closed because of someone being able to be tracked down through their family history and their DNA. Genealogical DNA has been a little controversial because the question is, does it violate a client's protected health information if they use your DNA for purposes that you're not aware of? So that's why there's really only one way that they can match it. Well, there's two. There's Codex and then there's GEDmatch. And you have to voluntarily submit your DNA to GEDmatch. Ancestry and 23andMe will not submit it. And law enforcement does not have access to those records. The more and more I research, I find DNA extremely fascinating especially because it's become such an important tool in solving cases and genealogical DNA in solving cold cases. So I asked my expert, or at least the person I know that knows about DNA the most, my sister-in-law's mom, who's also like my adopted mom, I asked her about DNA. She knows a lot about it, or at least more than the average human being. So there's two types of DNA. There's nuclear DNA and mitochondrial DNA. And your nuclear DNA has both your mom's and your dad's copies of their DNA, but the mitochondrial one does not. And when they test for nuclear DNA, they can't necessarily test mitochondrial DNA. 
And one of the things that I found very fascinating was that mitochondrial DNA will only have a copy of your mom's DNA. So for example, if the only DNA that I had left that they could extract anything from was mitochondrial DNA and they tested it against the sperm of one of my male half siblings, you couldn't tell that we're related because we don't have the same mom. We only have the same dad. And I asked my sister-in-law's mom, in what circumstances would there only be mitochondrial DNA? And she said that a lot of the times it's when a body has been burned. And so the mitochondrial DNA is more likely to survive the nuclear DNA. And I thought that was very interesting and cool. And did you know that cremation destroys DNA? So if you try to test ashes, then you wouldn't be able to get any DNA. However, if there's bone fragments, sometimes you can still extract it. Oh, my poor puppers. Come on. Sorry about that. He's needing attention. Poor neglected doggo. He really likes to snuggle when I'm recording. And he'll interrupt me until I pick him up. So next week, the daily schedule might change a little bit. I might have to record at the end of the day just because I might have to do jury duty. And I'm really excited about it. I've never served on a jury before, and it's supposed to be for four days. So it'll be interesting if they pick me, if it gets vacated, which has usually happened every time I've gotten picked to go in for jury duty. Um, I think it'll be an interesting experience just to see how the justice system works. I think it'll be an exciting adventure. Don't forget to subscribe, save, follow, rate, and check us out on social media, Hot Crime Cold Coffee. See ya.